All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This is your podcast for everything Cincinnati sports. We'll be telling you about all the news, all the highlights, anything that happens in Cincinnati. And yeah, today we're going to be going over the Bengals-Jets game from this weekend, tell you our thoughts on the game, tell you what we want to look forward to with this team going forward, and tell us your our overall outlook on the team. But first, before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about UC football's 45-24 to win over Indiana this past Saturday. And yeah, let's get into it. Donnie, what are your thoughts just overall on that game? How do you think UC played? I mean, that first half was phenomenal. Ben Bryant was incredible. Just a straight-up surgeon back there. Like, I don't – Yeah. That that was insane. Like, that was really a really good performance from him. No, for sure. Like, looking at the stats, just, just the stats alone, 24-40, 354 yards, four touchdowns, and a lot of that, like you said, came in the first half because the second half, they kind of played conservative and – they should really. They just had that game under control. And this was a game where UC couldn't run the ball at all. Like looking at mm-hmm. it, nine carries, 25 yards for leading rusher um, uh, with Charles McLennan. And it just wasn't a good running attack at all. Couldn't run the ball in uh, Indiana's front seven. But the uh, UC pass game really torched Indiana's secondary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there it was really no contest. Tyler Scott, I mean. <laughs> just yeah they're gonna have nightmares about that dude 10 catches for 185 yards and three touchdowns i mean <laughs> it's just ridiculous i mean that one thing that i did keep thinking about throughout the game is man this arkansas loss has to sting right now because mm-hmm. they were the better team that day and they they win that this team is 100 percent running the table 100 yeah going undefeated again i would have had another shot at the playoff maybe if some other teams you know, oh, yeah. some other teams didn't play great. They definitely had another shot at the playoff. But, you know, they could still recover and have a solid year. You know, still maybe get ranked in the top 15, top 10 in the year. But, yeah, that Arkansas mm-hmm. loss just stings. We talked about it uh, week one because we didn't talk about the last few weeks because, as everybody knows in college football, you're playing some duds a lot of time at the beginning of the season yeah. before a conference play and everything. You're not going to be playing the greatest teams a lot of the time. But, um, yeah, we talked about briefly after the Arkansas game that we thought, like, I mean, for UC, the year's almost over in terms of, like, you can't compete for a national title or anything anymore. But that's not the whole thing with college football. I know everybody gets wrapped up in that, but you can still have a great season when maybe get back to a BCS Bowl, and that's still a hell of a year. Oh, yeah. And they still look like the best team in the American, like, by far. Yeah. Like, they should go undefeated in conference. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see anybody – their toughest games are – look like they're at home. So, yeah. that Indiana win, like, I know traditionally Indiana is not very good, but they were still 3-1 and one coming into the year – or coming into the game with a win over Illinois and win over Western Kentucky. So, it's not like teams – not like they those were three and teams that are competitive. Yeah. They were 3-0, oh, yeah, before the game. 3-0, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, they had, they had been decent. No, nah, Indiana, pro- Indiana will be a bowl team. Yeah. Like, they'll they, be a bowl team. And to get that emphatic of a win over a team that, like you said, is going to be a bowl team is just it, – it, it it's super encouraging for their chances going forward. Um, I wanted to talk about their quarterback's performance because I was watching it live, and I remember I was like, oh, my gosh. I just saw the stats when they'd pop up, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right here. 31 of 66. <laughs> For 280 yards and two touchdowns. 
I know that's less than that's about four <laughs> yards. I believe about yeah, because seventy would be exactly four yards an attempt. So that's about four yeah. yards an attempt. That is that's an awful that is so awful bad, game. Man. Yeah. 66 pass attempts. That's just insane. It's not like Indiana was like being horrible running the ball. 19 carries, 79 yards for the leading rusher, Sean Shrivers. Like they ran the ball decently. It's just like they had to pass the ball for since they were behind. And they ran a total of I'm just looking at here 19, 31, 32, 38, 66 plus 38. Rough math. I think that's 104. Yeah, 104 snaps, like offensive snaps. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's literally just crazy to me. You ran or you ran 104 plays from offense. That's because they were down the whole time and UC was scoring fast, so they would have these oh, yeah. long possessions that then didn't lead to much, but Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, this game was just way out of hand before Indiana really knew what hit them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they 28 point lead at halftime, man. It's it's hard to come back from it, that. And it, 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 yeah, it really is, and it makes it hard to take anything away from the second half too. Yeah, literally, it, yeah, it really does. Um, you got anything else on this game though? You ready to talk about the Bengals? Yeah, we can move into that. All right, the Bengals, like we said, defeated the Jets twenty-seven to twelve yesterday. Um, it was a very good effort from the Bengals all around. The only thing I would say that was a problem was red zone offense a little bit. They're still struggling a little bit. Not even just the red zone, just. Once they get on the other side of the 50, they're still struggling a little bit, leading to a lot of field goals. But it was a solid win, good win, took care of business. Uh, I was right on the spread pick, Donnie. You know, he took him not to not to cover. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a good win. I, but, I was going to say, I wish I knew they would take the ball off the coin toss. I would have totally changed everything. And we talked about after the podcast, though, we were both like, well, we want to say that they're going to win by double digits, but it's just hard to pick that right now. It's yeah. just, but they played how they should play, and it was a really good one for them. Oh, yeah, 100%. I loved the the play call variation, even if some of the calls themselves might have needed some work. The, yeah. the variance they threw in there was, was really good. I know the Jets' defense uh, – isn't fantastic, but they're pretty. They were pretty solid. All yeah, around. they're not bad. Yeah. So jumping out to that big of a lead, like Burrow had almost 200 yards in his first three in the first three drives. Yeah, like that. That's just exactly what you want to see. And you can let the defense pin the ears back. Their secondary is strong. The linebackers are good in coverage, and Hendrickson in the pass rush when they know that's what's coming. Clearly, he's a monster. <laughs> like <it's Yeah. laughs> three sacks, three forced fumbles yesterday. I mean, it's just if you can the great the game script worked out really well in their favor. If you can just get more games like that, get some. I won't say this was easy win because it's you know still an NFL team, but get more wins where you're you're not relying on those second half comebacks. It, it'll be fan. It it would be huge for this team later on in the season <laughs> exactly and we talked about it on last pod how we wanted trey hendrickson to step up because he hasn't played too great this year and boy did he step up <laughs> like yeah. you said three sacks three forced fumbles that was a hell of a performance by trey hendrickson he was mm -hmm. a man amongst boys on that defensive line going against the, their offensive line and he was just dominant 
But um, let's talk about that play calling. Like you said, I really like that they were switching it up a lot in terms of Joe Burrow was running a lot of play action under center, which is nice to see because before earlier in the year, like we talked about, anytime they were under center, they were running the ball, and that was pretty much it. And they were given some handoffs out of shotgun, which was nice to see, along with a few trick play attempts. The one from Bur uh, where pitch to Mixon, Mixon threw it back to Burrow. It didn't work, but it was nice to see those plays being involved in the offense and just – Switching it up, even if they didn't work, it's nice to practice it and get it, get out in the open and everything. Yeah, get it on film. Let other teams have to prepare for it. Make it harder to key in on your formations and stuff. But um, like you said, the play action they had twenty nine point three percent play action usage yesterday. I mean, they're in their first two weeks. That's more than double. Like the first <laughs> two weeks, they only had thirteen point seven percent play action usage. Yeah. That <laughs> it's exactly what you need to see. I know game script helps that, but you just you have to do that more. It throws the defenses off. Mm -hmm. It it makes it a lot harder to key on. And like um in the first three quarters, credit to Andrew Russell on Twitter for these stats. Um they ran 39 plays from shotgun, eight runs, 31 passes, about what you want to see. But then under center, they ran 13 plays, six runs, seven passes, just perfect. Yeah, don't that's, let him see in. Yeah, that's exactly what we need in all honesty. Like just making sure the Bengals are switching it up, making everything fresh, and making teams watch film on everything and not just be keyed in on certain plays and certain formations and everything. I agree with you hundred percent there. I want to talk though about Joe Burrow's performance yesterday. He had an excellent game. I'm gonna pull up the stats here right now. But um, besides just the stats, like he just played great. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He looked to have some of that swag back that we love with Burrow. Like he seemed to just be confident out there. They showed um, he was comfortable in the pocket, though, and that's a big thing. They didn't get much pressure on Burrow all day. I mean, there was sometimes he had to escape and make a play, but overall not much pressure on him. And stats-wise, he went 275, three touchdowns, zero picks, 115 passer rating. That's a great day, and that's what you want to see out of Burrow, a game – where he doesn't have to throw the ball 50 times coming back into the game and everything, and he can just sling it around all over the field, get lots of receivers involved, and that's a winning formula in my opinion. Uh, agreed. Burrow, so nice to see him comfortable in the pocket yesterday. He was so much better. I think his PFF grade was like 86 in the pocket yesterday, and they scale of 100, and he was in the low 70s the first two weeks, so – Awesome to see that he hit a couple big time throws with the clean pocket. He was navigating the broken down pockets well, too. So he was just overall, man, it was just I I know we're coming back to the Jets pass rush is the worst they faced, but like you still need to see this. You, you just knowing that it's still in there and that you probably just need some time to shake the rust off that seeing that yesterday was was huge. Yeah. I'm with you there. It was just a great performance by him and the offense all around. Um, he really, really swung the ball around to so many different players out there. And it was key, like we talked about, that to feed other people than Jamar Chase because yesterday they had Sauce Gardner on Chase and they were keying on him heavily. That's what led to six catches for 29 yards, probably his worst performance as an NFL player in terms of just like stats. Alone. I mean, he did have a touchdown, but in terms of like – Chase is usually averaging 20 yards a catch. And yesterday to average less than five yards a catch, that's just not – that's not Jamar Chase. And the only way they could really find him was underneath and everything. 
And mm-hmm. we talked about on the pod last time how we wanted them to really feed T. Higgins and Tyra Boyd more, and that's what he did yesterday. Boyd, four catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins, five catches, 93 yards, and should have had a touchdown, but they called it off, and he would have had over 100 yards if they called that on. But that's neither <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, it was just an overall great performance spreading the ball around. And, yeah, it was impressive to see. Yeah, I, I hate the I hate that rule on the Higgins touchdown. I don't know. Yeah, why I've never even heard forward, of that. But not backwards. Yeah, like that. That's dumb. If you can toe tap, you can toe tap. Like he had both toes in before the feet came down. I think that should count. But anyway, like you said, seeing the ball spread around like that, it, it was just nice because they. You're right. They weren't letting Chase get anything. Even his his touchdown was busted coverage. The linebacker went over to cover Mixon, so Mixon was doubled with the linebacker and Gardner instead of somebody on Chase. And if they cover Chase there, it's probably a sack the way that that play ended. So just being able to utilize those guys more and seeing the back shoulder throw to Higgins like on the the very beginning of the game, I think it was the first drive, was Mm -hmm. just the trust that they have that you build up with that it is something that we didn't really see the first couple of weeks. It felt like Burrow didn't have much trust in the offense as a whole. Mm-hmm. So seeing him build on that and that come back after some of the plays Higgins made last year, which holy crap, <laughs> Chase really overshadowed some of his plays last year. Um, seeing like seeing that trust, back and seeing the balls being spread around as a result was was a great great thing for the offense yeah exactly and i think t higgins with that catch he made yesterday that didn't count just showed everybody in the football world like this dude is a freak athlete yeah yeah like dude was throwing down between the legs dunks in game in high school like playing basketball (laughs) like he's a freak athlete guys like the guy could literally could have been easily playing division one basketball, maybe a shot to play NBA or anything like he's a freak athlete. He's that type mm-hmm. of athlete. And um, I think that's like, he really showed people that with that catch. Cause there's probably five people ever who can play like just about like, that's a Megatron esque play right there. Like, seriously, that's a, that's a, you gotta be yeah. six, five with a freakish vertical to make that play. Yeah. And it wild his best, best play was one that didn't count but he that catch he had with over sauce oh, that one yarder yeah when he got rocked which fine Lamarck's joiner that was um, a dirty ass hit yes yes it was um but man he was balling yesterday he really was yeah and it was nice to see because like these first few games it's pretty much been if Jamar Chase isn't open it's a sack <laughs> just about yeah, pretty much. That second half against Dallas that was the second half against Dallas was good to see because he was getting T Higgins involved like a lot. So that was good to see like a little, like gave me a little hope, like, okay, maybe he'll spread the ball around more and get Higgins more involved. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. The Bengals had a great win and that's our formula to success in all honesty. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Um, the defense had another great showing um, all over the field. The whole defense really contributed, played great. We already, t- already talked about uh, Trey Hendrickson. Jesse Bates was playing really well yesterday. Logan Wilson played really well. Just the whole defense overall. Great game. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Um, I thought Akeem Davis-Gaither 
played really well too yesterday. Like more like filled in for Pratt just fine. Like I didn't really yeah. notice the difference, which is more of a compliment to to Davis Gaither than it is a slight to Pratt. To be clear, mm-hmm. um, it just the <laughs> Logan Wilson's pick yesterday, man, took the snap at like at 136 and picked it at the other 36 like it was <laughs> the range he showed on that play was ridiculous yeah he showed Most, why he was a safety out of college or out of high school yeah like the yeah. dudes dudes an athlete fast can also see why he's defense with you know having trouble holding on to the ball yeah exactly <laughs> it's still a huge play it set him up for more points um and it it the growth he's shown over the last couple of years is ridiculous. Um, he leads the NFL in interceptions since the start of last year for linebackers among yeah. linebackers. What do you have last year for? I think so. Yeah. So he's got five since in the last like 21 regular season games, something like that. 20 regular mm-hmm. season games. Yeah. 20. Which for a linebacker is ridiculous. So seeing that, that play was heck of a highlight. But overall, his game was still really solid all around, even if you take that play away. Yeah, and uh, Jesse Bates got a little gimme pick at the end of the game there. <laughs> he got a little, little easy pick at the end of the game. A little right place, right time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what did you think about our secondary yesterday? How do you think our corners played? I thought they played really well. There wasn't really that much room for Joe Flacco to throw the ball to, honestly. Yeah, my only real concern was early Garrett Wilson seemed to be cooking Hilton in the slot. Yeah. But that obviously Wilson got hurt <clears throat> on a clean hit by Jesse Bates. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise I thought the coverage coverage was really good. Von Bell played really well. Bates played really well. Awuzie had an incredible game. Yeah, he was breaking up passes left and right. Like, Awuzie, he – like he's a really good corner. He's probably been my favorite like defensive pickup we've had in the last couple of years, besides Hendrickson, because Hendrickson's just been obviously just a different breed. But Awuzie yeah. just has been locked down for the Bengals these last two years. Seriously, uh, yeah, he might be the best bargain in football, legitimately. Like they're paying oh, yeah. like what six million dollars this year, and he's our best corner. Yeah, he I, might be the best corner in the AFC North. Yeah, literally. Besides Ford. I mean, besides Denzel Ward, you said. Yeah. Yeah, Denzel Ward, but then everybody else, yeah, he's probably probably is. Steelers secondary isn't great. Ravens secondary isn't too great either. So Yeah, I mean Marlon Humphrey gets Yeah, close. but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean shoot that he I don't know why they kept targeting him. Like go yeah. somewhere else with the football. <laughs> he's just he's not he's not a flashy corner. He doesn't get no. he does his job. He doesn't get burned much ever. Mm-mm. The only thing with he just he's not the guy who gets nine interceptions in a season because he doesn't go for him. He just plays solid coverage and doesn't let people burn him deep. And he's a great corner overall. Right. I like liked his... him when he was on the Cowboys, so I was excited when we picked him up. Oh yeah, that was a really under the radar pickup. And I mean, it took that incredible throw from Tannehill in the playoffs last year for AJ Brown's touchdown on him. Like that's what it yeah. takes to beat him usually. Mm-hmm. So like seeing just having having him there is big he's a huge part of that secondary i thought eli apple bounced back really nicely yesterday was was Mm -hmm. solid um i will say um i thought the jets played into their hands a little bit because when dj reader went out 
you know, the one of the best run stuffers in football, they said, yeah, let's keep going to the air <laughs> instead of running the football. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't really know what their play calling was. Um, but still, man, the secondary, they, they tried them. They tested them over and over again. And they just stood up almost every time. Yeah, it was a hell of a defensive effort. And the defense has been key to our season so far. Um, they've played great all three games. The offense has played – still yesterday wasn't great from the offense, I would say. That's not the top tier that offense can be. We know that offense can be as elite as it gets just about. And that still yeah. wasn't as great. But the NFL season's weird. It's week three. We're one and two. There's a lot of good teams that are one and two out there. So – we need mm -hmm. to take everything with a grain of salt. We don't know what's going to happen in this season yet, and it was nice to see a win, and hopefully we can build on that and get back to the form we were at last season. Oh, yeah. Agreed. I really liked what I – the only thing that really concerned me yesterday because, like, the play calling, like we talked about, showed – even if it wasn't perfect, they, they showed they know what was wrong and they're working yeah. toward fixing it. Jonah Williams, man, I'm really concerned about him. He just got yeah. straight – he he was bad yesterday. He was he was really bad. He let he let up the sack on Burrow at the end of the first half, and he was just constantly on his on his back foot all day. It felt like he wasn't winning hardly any of his reps, convincingly at least. Yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't panned out really for his. I believe he was the eleventh pick. I want to mm -hmm. say ninth pick, yeah. one of the two. And he really just hasn't panned out. And yesterday, you're right, he was getting burned a lot. And he was pretty much the only one on that line that wasn't holding up yesterday because the rest of the line played pretty solid. And, yeah, Williams was definitely the weak link on that line uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And I know people want Mayer in the draft, and I'm one of them. But, like, they legitimately have to take a left tackle and start over at that spot. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Because uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be a good tight end if we can keep him. Like, yeah. seriously, he, he will be a good tight end. And, yeah, people want Mayer because, obviously, from here. Yeah, the local here, product fits a, a team and, need. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is a team need. I wouldn't say need. It's more of a team. It can get better. But yeah, it's not as much, it's not like it's not a, it's not a hole because Hayden Hurst is a solid tight end. It's just that's, it's not the best yeah, part fair. of our team. That's fair. Because it's the only part of our offense that isn't like elite, besides obviously the line. But I'm talking about the skill positions. It's the only yeah. part that's not like elite, is what with I would way, say. With the way Mixon's playing right now, can we call the running back? Really yeah, elite? yeah, really. Seriously, the way he's playing. <laughs> but I think I think he'll turn it around. I do. I, I think so too. But the way Piran played yesterday, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. something to watch. I think I think that was more so though. The Jets were just beaten down and exhausted at that point than Mixon, and Piran was fresh. And I think that's more so, like I've said in other episodes, that Mixon needs a, the load taken off of him. And also, like, he can't – he's getting – not yesterday, but before that, he's getting 20-plus carries every single game. And if you can get, mm -hmm. get that number down to, like, 17, 16, 17, 18, and get Piran, you know, six to seven carries each game, it'll, I feel like the running game will be much more effective because Piran's a serviceable backup, and he can get carries in the NFL – and he showed it yesterday. I mean, against the Texans a couple years ago, he had a 150-yard game, if you remember mm -hmm. that, yeah, or 100-something. But, yeah, he's a serviceable running backup running back, and we need to get him more touches just to take a load off Mixon, honestly. Yeah. It was funny. We 
trashed him a little bit on that pod, and then he goes out and does that yesterday. <laughs> I was only trashing him in the receiving game because. And then he caught that touchdown on the first drive. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> but Zach Taylor tends to, for some reason, run like wheel routes with Samaj P. Ryan for deep balls. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is, but you're right. He did. He did show us up a little bit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, would um, love, I would love to see Chris Evans get some more work too. Cause he yeah, had that he's nice just catch. Not getting any and really. then, yeah, he did. And then I think he's more similar to Mixon as a running style. So yeah. like if, if Mixon's out, get him some of those carries. Does he have any, I don't think he does. Does he have any carries all season? No. He has that yeah. like one catch. I think that's it. Yeah, that that's it. And last year he had he had seventeen catches last year. Yeah, that Lions game I think had most of them. Yeah, and then <laughs> or no, he had sixteen receptions, seventeen carries for seventy-seven yards last year. So pretty solid when he got the ball. But, yeah. And then yeah, sixteen catches for one hundred and fifty-five yards. That's pretty freaking solid too. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had a he had a good year when he played, but. I think he could be productive. And, yeah, just spread the love more around in the running game because Mixon is a hell of a running back, but he's going to slow down if you continue to just continue yeah. to <laughs> feed him. As, as everybody sees, running backs hold up if they're not the 30, 20 to 25 carries a game running backs. Like those are the running backs that slow down. In all seriousness, you'll see people that play till they're 30-plus and those are usually not all the time. Obviously, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore. There's exceptions, but a lot of times the guys who play past their prime and everything are the guys who are still fresh in their 30s because they didn't get 20 plus carries a game every year. And that's what I'm saying. But I understand he gets paid a lot of money, so you gotta you gotta yeah. give him a, the ball a lot. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because he does get paid a lot of money. So I, I understand it, but but yeah, you do need to do a little bit more by committee. Yeah, just to take the load off. Just I mean, it. even even Zeke, Zeke now has a little bit of committee with Pollard and stuff. And like Zeke, used it's to the get, worst running back contract in football. Yeah, and I and I think Dallas just screwed Ezekiel Elliott because he would get the ball three hundred plus times a season his first like four years, and he just he's been slowing down ever since because he's just getting he gets worn. It, it wears you down. Seriously, it does. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. But, um, yeah, let's talk about some stuff that we still want to see moving forward. You got anything you're still looking for that you haven't seen just yet that they need um, to improve on? Honestly, they showed a lot of it yesterday. Um, I still want to see them fine-tuning the play calls themselves. Yeah. Um, because that left a little bit to be desired. Um, and I, you can't – and we talked about Jonah Williams already. You can't bench him. You don't have another option. But he's got to he, show something. He's got to step up, yeah. Because Cordell Volson's looking a little better every game. He, he built off Dallas last week. I thought he looked much better yesterday. Yeah. Um, the line as a whole looks like Collins played well yesterday. Like he had a nice bounce back game. Um, the one big, one of the big things I need to see is Joe Mixon breaking tackles, man. Like he's just not. He's just not. He's not powering through these guys like he should be. And it's he's what just over two yards a carry uh, on the year. Yeah, I think uh, so. I know yesterday he was exactly two. On the year, he's yeah, just about three, two point eight. 
He's yeah. got 58 carries, 163 yards. And if you take out his longest run, that was like 40 yards. Yeah. It's like outside of that one fourth down play where the seas parted for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's not having a great year when it comes to like breaking tackle, which is what his he talked about all offseason trying to improve. And Pierre yeah. yesterday, for as much as they were worn down, broke multiple tackles multiple times. Mm-hmm. So it's and it it worked. Like he averaged a five yards carry, and his longest one run was seven. So it's not like there was something that artificially inflated it. No, it was just constant. Like if you watch the end of that game, it was just constant five yards, six yards, four yards, yeah. seven yards. It was just that over and over, and that gets you first downs. Right. So I just want to see Mixon just power through more dudes, just flatten them out, stiff arm, something. Just yeah. use, break some more tackles. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because you're getting paid all that money. You're supposed to be the leader of this team and everything. You need to step it up exactly and play better. And yeah. he just looked discombobulated yesterday. He dropped a, he dropped back-to-back passes. I don't know if you saw that late in the game. Yeah, like he dropped back to back passes. I think the last drive he was in, and he just like even in the passing game, he just looked kind of zoned out yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, it it just wasn't wasn't good. I, I there was some slick slick on that ball or something. <laughs> like the way yeah. the tackles were rolled, with the way the receivers couldn't handle it, the running backs yeah. couldn't handle it. Yeah, exactly. Like it just it, everything looked a little off yesterday with him. He just. I don't know. He didn't seem fully there the whole time. It was just like every time I got the ball, one yard run, negative four. <laughs> like it was just yeah. like, and then he had that one seven yard run, which was damn near a third of his uh, yards. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I, I really just need to see more out of Mixon. I think going forward, that's the biggest thing I'm watching for besides the continued improvements. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Cause we know how special he can be if he's on. So we need to see that. Exactly. All right, but um, we'll have an episode out for you guys. Unless you got anything else to say for this episode. Oh, I want a quick shout out FC Cincinnati because okay. right now they have three games left. They're in sixth place in the conference. Top seven make the playoffs. They're only three points above their rivals, Columbus. Okay. So they have three games left, starting with Tuesday, the day after this episode comes out. Season will be over by October 9th, so a couple weeks. Um, but they can still get as high as fourth, it looks like, looking at the standings, maybe even third. Um, or Columbus could theoretically still steal their spot. It's it's getting kind of interesting. <laughs> they <laughs> they tie a lot. They don't lose a lot. They tie a lot. <laughs> they have 12 uh, ties. Shout out FC Cincinnati. I'm not a soccer fan, but... Uh, good for the city (laughs) uh but yeah um that's all for this episode guys i hope you guys did enjoy if you did subscribe on youtube uh listen on apple's apple Podcasts, spotify uh all the links will be down below if you're watching on youtube um we'll have another episode out later this week probably wednesday morning covering the Bengals thursday night football game talk about that talk about our preview for them versus the dolphins Um, It's going to be a big game. I'll be there. I'm excited to go. And, yeah, that's all for this podcast. We'll see you all in the next one, guys. See you. See you.